Let's get in it tonight. I'm excited, man, about talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. This is the Spirit-Led Life Podcast, and tonight we are talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. Being led by the Holy Spirit, walking by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit, whatever way you want to say it or you've heard it said, it's all about surrendering ourselves wholeheartedly to God in response to His grace. Hopefully we remember and never forget Ephesians 2 tells us that it's only by the grace of God through faith, which he, by the way, gave us, uh, that, that, that we came to know him, that we are saved, that we are born again. We're grateful. Romans 12, 3, God's given every man, woman, boy, girl a measure of faith. And so it's through the grace of God and the faith that he's given us that we're even able to be saved. This surrender that I'm talking about, fully giving our life over to God, it's an act of our free will. We, God's not going to hold us down and make us uh, surrender our heart to him, surrender our lives to him, surrender different areas or aspects of our life. It's something that we're going to have to do as the Holy Spirit leads us to. It's a choice we have to make. It, it's literally saying yes to God and to the Holy Spirit's leading and no to the desires of the flesh. And let me say this to you. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-time decision. I don't just once say no to, to my flesh and yes to the Spirit. It's a every day, all day, every circumstance, every situation decision to yield to God and respond to the Holy Spirit and not by be led by my flesh. Being led by the Holy Spirit is at the heart of the life of every believer. It's clear in the Word of God. It's clear in the history of the ecclesia, the called out ones, the church. If we let the Holy Spirit lead our lives, we will flourish. We really only have two choices. We can try to make, make things happen on our own or we can trust God. And sometimes it's a, it's a temptation to make things happen on our own because God's not moving at our pace. He's not moving at our rate of speed. He's not doing things maybe the way we want him to do or in the timing that he wants to do it. But, but when we do that and get outside of his plan, man, it, it screws everything up. <laughs> so let me help you tonight. Just slow your roll and let God lead you and move when he says move. Brad's sitting over here in the studio tonight, and he, he spoke at our church uh, I don't remember when it was, not too terribly long ago, and he's talking about following that cloud, man, and I remember that. That was, that was good stuff. It, 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 I want to give you something that my friend Jerry Kelly shared. Uh, if we would make small and consistent adjustments in our heart along our journey, we could avoid those emergency big adjustments. Listen to the Holy Spirit now when he begins to prompt you to make adjustments. It could save you later down the road. I appreciate Jerry sharing that with me. And how true is that, man? Instead of waiting until things blow up in our life and big situations are happening and we need a miracle and we need it, before we really get in there with God and really listen to what the voice of the Holy Spirit is saying, let's cultivate a lifestyle where we're listening to him every day, that we're hearing from him every day, that all of our decisions, big and small, that he's speaking to us and we're responding based on what it is he is directing us to do. Instead of making our own plans and asking God to validate them, let's listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit be patient, again, only moving when he says move, and trust completely in his plan and his timing. Let me just reiterate, his plan's better than ours. His timing's perfect, ours is not. Romans 8, 14 says this, that those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. In John chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus said this, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of, on his own. He'll speak only what he hears, and he will tell you 
what is yet to come. Isn't it amazing that we have a relationship with God? <laughs> Isn't it amazing how much the Father loves us? Isn't it amazing the, the price that the Son was willing to pay? And isn't it as amazing as believers, the Spirit of God is alive right here in our heart, in, the, in, in our very midst. And, and we have the opportunity to commune with him uh, all the time, all day, at any point, and, and get clarity and get direction and get hope and encouragement and whatever it is that we need from him. Because ultimately, we, we want our character to be the character uh, of Jesus Christ. And Christ-like character is built three ways, prayer, spending time in the Word of God, listening and responding to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And again, ultimately, we, we want to build Christ-like character. We want others to see Christ-like character in us so that they'll be drawn to him. Remember, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself. Us developing Christ-like character and that exuding from us is a way that others is drawn to us. You know, what is Christ-like character? If you're familiar with the fruit of the Spirit in Ephesians, you go through that whole list. That literally is the God's personality. It's his characteristic traits, and those are in us because the Holy Spirit is in us. And so as we yield more and more to him, those things begin to be developed in our life and begin to come to the surface. If we will allow ourselves to always be led by the Holy Spirit, it will keep us from compromising situations. If you're like me, you've made mistakes, and I'm assuming that you are like me and that you have. None of those mistakes could be tied back to following God. Those mistakes came when got outside the will of God, got outside the timing of God, tried to do things on my own. And sometimes I, I, I can remember being in situations where I looked around and just like, man, how did this happen? How did I get to this place? The good news is, man, we can always repent and just come back and pick up with God where we were at and and, and, and restart, if we will, that relationship with the Holy Spirit where we're listening to him and being led by his voice. Galatians 5.16 encourages us to walk in the Spirit. And if we do, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Part of that is the temptation that comes. It comes to us through things we see. It comes to us through things we hear. It comes to us through things that we, we think we want or think, think we need. And so I would encourage you to pray to the Father that, uh, that, that the Holy Spirit would make you aware of thoughts that come into your mind that don't necessarily line up with God's Word. And when those thoughts come, then you have the opportunity to renew your mind with the Word of God. Remember, that's, uh, we're, we're wanting our minds to be renewed. Not removed, but we want our minds to be renewed. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says this, that the weapons of our warfare aren't carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing, in, uh, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And so as a Christ follower, we have the opportunity to do that as we yield to the direction of the Holy Spirit. Philippians chapter 4, Philippians, my favorite book in the Bible, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so we see the Holy Spirit is, is going to be moving in us, uh, leading us to uh, put before our eyes and into our ears and into our minds things that are godly, things that are pure and holy and lovely and of good report. And, and we've got God's Word. It's right there. So we can fill ourselves up every day with the Word of God. I want to encourage you, if you've 
been feeling a certain amount of external pressure. And, and oftentimes we do. We People feel pressure. We feel pressure by the expectations of others. And sometimes, man, that, that can cause us to be frustrated. It can cause us to be miserable, <laughs> confused about what we should do. There is a way to live a simple, joy-filled, peaceful life. But the key to that is learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit, not by the traditions or the expectations of man. I shared something with some folks today. I don't, I don't know if you're supposed to do this on a podcast or not, but I'm actually pulling my phone up and looking back through my phone to, to find something that I posted today. I guess it's my 30 minutes. I can do whatever I want to, right? right. So <laughs> bear with me as I scroll through here to find uh, who I sent this stuff to, if I could even remember what day it is, man. It's got to be Thursday because I'm here doing this podcast. Don't forget to drop something on there, man. Let us know where you're watching from. If you've got any, uh, any questions or anything like that, then uh, feel free. Um, here's what the Lord put on my heart today. I, I sent this out to a, a handful of people, uh, and he said, don't doubt the season you're in and what God is doing in you and through you during this season. Only God determines the times and seasons of our lives, so only God can work in us to mature us and utilize us the way he wants in this season. I wanted to share that because we feel pressure external pressure, we feel pressure from others who, who feel like they need to, to be the Holy Spirit in our lives. I know some of you know what I'm talking about. We, we feel like uh, folks uh, place an expectation on that, but man, that, that's no way to live. The, the key to this peaceful, simple, joy-filled life is learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit, not the expectations of man. And as Christ followers, we should expect to be led by the Holy Spirit. We should expect to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And our movements need to be dictated by his direction. Wherever he's saying go, whatever he's saying to do, we, we need to yield to him. We need to listen to him. We need to take advantage of the fact that the Spirit of God is alive right here inside of us. Jesus told the disciples that it was expedient. It was better for them that he go away. And they're sitting there scratching their head trying to figure out, man, we've seen you raise dead people. We've seen you open blind eyes. Uh, it, it, people couldn't hear. You opened up their hearing. People couldn't talk. They're talking. People paralyzed. They're getting up off the mats. How in the world can it be better for us for you not to be here? But he said, I've got to go away, and, and, and I'm going to send another comforter. I'm going to pray to the Father, and he's not going to leave you comfortless. But the Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to be with you and he's going to walk beside you and he's going to live in you and he's going to give you clarity and he's going to give you direction. So our movements need to be dictated by him. Instead of making decisions based on our thoughts and our feelings, we need to defer simply to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Again, Romans 8, 14, those who are led by the Spirit of God, those are the children of God. And I know that you guys want to be Spirit-led men and women. Just a quick thought to think about as we're talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. Before we ask for the Holy Spirit to direct us, we need to be willing to accept his direction. We need to be willing to accept his direction. When we're praying for clarity, when we're praying uh, for God, show us that next step, show us that thing, whatever it is you're doing in us or whatever it is you're trying to say uh, in us or, or, or to us and do through us, we need to be willing to accept his direction because oftentimes, I know the two guys sitting in this room with me tonight would, would concur with this. There have been times when we have prayed and God has given an answer, and quite honestly, it was not the way we wanted God to answer. 
And I've noticed something about God. Oftentimes when you come to him with something, his response is an assignment. And it's on the heels of our faithfulness to follow through on that assignment that we see the answer to the thing that we prayed for. That's why God will tell you to do it. Have you ever prayed for, for financial stuff and the Lord tell you to, to, to give and you have to go back and say, uh, hold on a minute, God. The reason I'm praying for financial relief is because I don't have anything to give. And, and, and your response to my request is you tell me to give what little bit I got. Listen, man, don't try to figure that. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to rationalize it. This is kingdom stuff. This isn't the world system. It, things don't work the same in the kingdom of God. And, and, and if, if we're faithful uh, to respond to him and do the things that he's led us to do, we're going to see answers to those, uh, those requests that we've placed before him. Um, a spirit-led life, we're talking about being led by the Holy Spirit tonight, is a life that's marked by conviction. So you might ask, what, what is conviction? Conviction is knowing what we believe. We know who we love. We know why. We're his disciples, one who adheres strictly to the teaching of another. That's what a disciple is. Not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. We believe that the word literally can take root in us and it can bring about change in our lives. And so conviction will always take us into deeper waters of faith. When you are sold out, when you are fully persuaded, when you are confident, when you know who God is and, and, and that he is in you and that you are in him and, and, and what he's leading you and guiding and prompting you to do, man, then then uh, you have a strong conviction, and that conviction always takes you to a deeper place with God. So keep this in mind. If God is speaking, then he will do what he says he'll do. I can't make it happen. You can't make it happen. But we can prepare for it spiritually and emotionally. We can prepare for it. We've prayed and we're believing God. We know that we're not the ones that are going to make it happen. We know he is. But our preparation is done with the mindset that God is going to answer. I hope that makes sense to you. We had a healing service at uh, Refuge, local church body that I am uh, oversee in Clay, Alabama. And my friend Jerry Kelly, his wife, Sonia, daughter Ella, they came over. And, and Jerry ministered to us about healing uh, and then we, we had a time, probably about an hour long, of people just being prayed for and, and things being shared, the Holy Spirit moving. And, and already, man, we've had tremendous testimony from it. I sent Jerry a message and said, dude, we've had some great testimony from that. But we, this, this was planned. And we had spent weeks talking about it. And I was encouraging people to think about who you could invite to this, who could be here, but also encouraging them to prepare themselves. And that included me. Let's prayerfully prepare ourselves. Let's prayerfully expect that on that day that, that's, that supernatural things are going to happen, miraculous things are going to happen, that, that physical healing is going to manifest itself in, in our bodies on that day. And so we want to always be spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, every way prepared for when God responds. And, and the cool thing about it is the waiting time allows us to seek the eternal viewpoint in it. The why. 
So we're in that in that waiting time, man. We, we we get to learn more about God. We get to grow closer to Him. We get to find out more about His character and His nature, and and, and maybe get some clarity of the Holy Spirit from you know that God's doing this thing and and He's moving us in this direction. And, and here's why: because this is who He is, and this is what His heart is. A spirit-led heart is defined by truth. Truth sets you free from the expectations that were placed on you but have nothing to do with God's plan for you. I won't say that again because I want you to get that. Truth sets you free from the expectation, I'm talking about man-made expectation, that were placed on you but have nothing to do with God's plan for you. If you're watching this podcast and you've been involved, involved in vocational ministry in any aspect through your life, then you know very well what I'm talking about. We're raised up, man, and, and by what's modeled in front of us, what's taught us, and if you go to Bible college, what's taught you. And, and, and there's these man-made expectations within the confines of church and ministry that, that, that try to get dumped on us, that people try to put on us that we've got to fit this mold, we've got to look this way, we've got to sound this way, we've got to speak this way, we've got to do everything this way. And, and that's exactly what those are, man-made expectations. And man's expectations come with limitations, but God's plan are limit-free. God is a limitless God. Nothing holds him back. Nothing keeps him from fulfilling what his plan and his purpose is, short of us just rebelling and, and refusing to be obedient to him. Again, I quoted this scripture earlier, but I think it's worth it again. John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit's never going to lie to you. He's never going to lead you in a direction that you don't need to go. He'll not speak on his own, but he'll tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. I mean, you can watch the news. Well, used to. When we were kids and we had Walter Cronkite and stuff like that, young people would be like, who is he talking about? But when we were kids, man, they reported the news. And they tried to do it fair. And when I was younger, a lot of times it was a fair representation of what was happening. Any more you know, news programs, that they're just pushing an agenda and nobody's really reporting the news or what's really going on. But even in its best day, even when the news reports were doing what it is they were supposed to do, the best that they could ever do is inform you of something that has already happened. Well, Jesus said when the Holy Spirit has come, he's going to guide you into all truth and show you things to come. That's who I want to connect with. That's who I want to be watching. That's who I want to be listening to, the Holy Spirit, because he's going to show us what's coming. God's speaking to men and women all over this country, all over this world right now, and he's revealing to them what's coming next, what's coming in six months, a year, 10 years, the, the plan of the enemy. God is revealing these things so that we won't be ignorant of what's going on. And the Holy Spirit is awesome. I encourage you, don't let the Holy Spirit be something you read about in, a, in the Bible. And never develop a real relationship. Develop a relationship with him. God loves us so much, man. He, in his word, he calls us his workmanship or his artwork. The Greek word is poema. I believe I'm saying that right. We're something that has been crafted with skill and purpose by God. And he did it for his purpose. He's already planned what he wants us to do with our lives. We don't need to copy what someone else has done or is doing. God has a unique plan for each of us to serve him in this world. And the way that he reveals that plan to us and enlightens us as to what it is he's doing is through the person of the Holy Spirit. 
We've been called as Christ followers to love in the same way that Jesus Christ loved us. Not a human love, so it's not something we got to pump up from deep within or, or, or just try to, ma- to manufacture, but it, it's a supernatural love. It's external to human emotion. It's the very love of God himself. It's available to all believers. This love is freely given to those who are prepared to die to their own human nature to take up their cross daily and to live the only life that's whole and acceptable to God. My friend and mentor, Charlie Kane, had a, on his last album a song called Dead Man Walking. It was literally talking about how we've died to sin, how we've died to this world, how our old sinful nature has died. We have a, we're a new creation. We have a new heart. We have a new spirit. And, 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 and so we're not offended by this world. We're not offended by the things that come at us in, in the way that we were before. I don't know about you guys, we, we, we've got a few minutes left here. I just a couple of more things I want to share. And thank you again for your comments. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for just popping in and letting us know where you're watching from. Uh, you guys are great, man. I, I can see a few of the names up there right now. I appreciate you. Bishop Larry J. Raglan on there with us tonight, Brad. I appreciate you, Bishop. One of my close friends worked together so closely in Ambassadors Network and been friends for 20 years now, just an incredible man of God, who, by the way, has an incredible podcast viewed by uh, I don't know how many, but it's a, it's a whole lot of people. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's called The Big Picture, so I encourage that you watch that as well. Yeah, I see what Bubba's saying. That, that's what I say to him all the time. So I'll be saying it to him tomorrow on the golf course because our last round was horrible. Um, when I don't know what to do, when you don't know what to do, then we look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and we learn from him. And I think it's neat that on his time, during his time on earth, Jesus was in constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Let me leave you with these few things. Luke chapter 4 shows us that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He walked out of that experience overflowing in the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 3, it was the Holy Spirit that identified Jesus. Acts chapter 10, and again in Luke chapter 4, the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus for ministry. John 3.34, Jesus spoke with the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.11 tells us that he was resurrected by the Holy Spirit. So from his conception until his resurrection, Jesus was in fellowship with his Father and with the Holy Spirit. He never tried to do this thing on his own. And that's not what God's called us to do. God has not saved us and filled us with his spirit and put us out here and, and then just said, okay, go, go make something happen. That's not what it is, man. The Holy Spirit is always right here with us, always looking to give us guidance and direction. Don't be afraid to ask the Holy Spirit to show you for what you might not see. Ask for guidance. Ask for direction. Ask for clarity. The Spirit-led life is all about trusting God and being led by the Holy Spirit in all things. There's some spiritual traits that result from when we develop this kind of lifestyle of trusting God and being led by the Holy Spirit. We, we really become Christ-centered in our life. Obviously, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. We begin to introduce others to Jesus Christ, whether it's through our testimony, through sharing the gospel, through sharing the word, through, through our deeds, what, whatever. As we trust God and develop this spirit-led life, our prayer life becomes more effective. As we yield to the Holy Spirit and develop a closeness with him, we, we get a greater understanding of God's word. 
because we're reading it and then we're trusting him to reveal to us and to teach us and to train us. As we move closer to God and put more of our faith and trust in him and develop this spirit-led life, then our life becomes one of trusting God. It becomes one of obedience to God. And then we begin to experience the fruit of the spirit I talked about earlier, God's personality, his character traits. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. And so I want to encourage you tonight. First of all, let me say thank you for watching. If you would help me out, again, by, by liking this, by making a comment, by going to YouTube and subscribing to BGTV Studios. And also, some of you have been doing this, not a whole lot of you. This will help me out a lot. I'm going to do it here in just a minute. Matter of fact, I'll just do it while I'm sitting here right now. If, if you will share this to your own uh, Facebook page, that means so many more people will get an opportunity people that, that you're friends with that I'm not, that'll get an opportunity to see this, maybe share it with some others. I hope it's been an encouragement to you tonight. We're doing it every Thursday night, 6.30, Spirit-Led Life. My name's Bo Johnson. Thanks for investing your time in the kingdom tonight. God bless you.